salutations and shit folks welcome 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 back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast travel and shit where i your host d carrie have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life i am very excited to jump into this evening's conversation um it's one of those things where you never really know you need to have the conversation until the opportunity to have the conversation is kind of presented to you. So I will let my guests introduce themselves and then we'll dive right into it. So if you're watching the YouTubes, as I like to remind you, the podcast is also available on YouTube. You can see this beautiful face joining me to my beautiful guest. Thank you so much for being here with me. Please introduce yourself. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. My name is Veranda Atkins, and I am the owner of Travel Legacy. I am also the co-founder of the Association of Black Travel Professionals. I've been in the travel industry since 2000, so kind of seen a lot uh, throughout the industry come and go and, and change. So super excited to be here, and let's talk travel. <laughs> okay, so... I think that we can all, this is a sweeping generalization here, an assumption, if you will. I would like to assume that the demographic here remembers 2020 and all of that energy. Yeah. The, the black squares from all of the businesses and the organizations and groups, just, we see you, we support you. Um, and then it just kind of disappeared. It was a thing for a minute and then it wasn't a thing. Um, and I'd like to say that for those of us that aren't necessarily in an industry where it may present itself, DEI was introduced to a lot of us, lay people, if you will. What does DEI look like in travel and how would that actually interest, not interest, but impact me, the consumer, a traveler, someone that doesn't work in the industry and isn't necessarily interested in putting themselves in you know, those professional positions? Yeah, so I'm going to go back to what you said about 2020 and all of these organizations popped up with DEI initiatives and things like that. That's actually when we started the Association of Black Travel Professionals. And it was because of a couple of things that were going on in the industry. There was an organization that put out a video. Of course, travel had stopped or, you know, slowed way, way down. And there was an organization that put out a video that said, um, when travel comes back, make sure you use an agent. And as I'm watching this video, I was waiting for a face that looked like one of us to come on that video. Never happened. Mm-hmm. Then um, I was looking at another thing that said it was some African-American travel conference. And when I went to the website, again, no faces looked like ours. And so that and just with all the protests that were going on with George Floyd, I kind of sat here at my computer and I called my business partner and was like, look, we got to let these people know that we're here. They can't keep, you know, ignoring us and, you know, just going on with life. So that's how ABTP was was kind of formed. And so you're right. All of those a lot of the organizations that we deal with in travel, like suppliers and things like that had these DEI initiatives. So they were like, oh, we just started this group and, you know, Peggy's, or you know, organizing this group. And it's like, well, okay, who's helping Peggy? Because y'all don't <laughs> have no people that look like us. What is Peggy's there. experience? So, Why is right. Peggy your chairperson? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like, okay. And so that's where, again, ABTP was able to help people and just try to do that. And so in the face of travel, one of our biggest things is letting them know that, you know, we would like to see people on brochures that aren't just holding the tray, serving yeah. looking like us. You know, we go on vacation, we pay our dollars and we have fun mm-hmm. and we go to all of those exotic destinations that you're advertising and even the local ones. We're, you know, we're everywhere. And so I think that's been like one of the biggest things with ABTP is just making sure that we stay in the forefront of suppliers to let them know mm-hmm. that that. And then when we have these travel agent events. I'm kind of like this person. I think I found this voice that was probably always in me and I kind of just left it at home. But now I'm letting other people see it uh, in 2020 because now when I go to events, I'm like, yeah, that's the whitest event I ever seen in my life. And I'm telling the people that organize, you know, that kind of the same thing. And so I think the first time I did it, my husband was like, I can't believe you just said that. And I was like, (laughs) that's my new job. So, you know, I kind of have to 
say it. So um, I think just changing that image and to, to the lay person, it kind of gives you a sense of comfortability, right? Because you may mm-hmm. be more comfortable asking somebody that looks like you, okay, hey, if I go to this destination, you know, Thailand's on top of my head right now. If I go to Thailand, am I going to be accepted? Am, did you experience racism? What's it going to be like for me? It's easier to have that question with us than it is mm-hmm. with another nationality or something like that, because then you you kind of know the stuff to look for, right? Absolutely. You know, they they might be, oh no, it's great, but you mm-hmm. know, it's crazy dolls and stuff like this hanging up. Yeah, like, where did you get that from? <laughs> I had a coworker tell me today about how beautiful Lake Placid is, and I'm just like. I hear you. And 51-year-old white guy. And he's telling me, it's so beautiful. And they got this. And he's huge in the hockey. And he's just like, yeah, and you can do this. And you can do that. And the hotel and the blah, blah, blah. And in my mind, all I'm thinking is, what the fuck do I? I mean, it's sad. like I hear you on, on one end. I love a good quiet town. But my version of a quiet town and your version of a quiet town aren't going right. to be safe necessarily for the both of us. Or it just may not, even if it's safe, it may not feel safe because the perception of safety and actually being safe aren't necessarily um, always the same thing. You could be 100% safe and not feel it and right. vice versa. And so it's one of the things that when I started looking into traveling and, you know, because I didn't leave the country until I was like good and grown. I was like 31. So before then, I had only done local travel. I'm from New York. So Virginia, D.C., Maryland, um, went to Florida, um, but mostly going someplace to see my cousins or somebody that I knew. But I knew better than to ask just anybody about just any destination when it came time for me to look into going places that I had never had any point of reference for. You see all these beautiful pictures on social media. And you can hear so many incredible stories from coworkers, you know, your neighbors, your mom's coworker, whomever you're hearing the stories from. But that point of, okay, so how did you experience those things? Like, did you experience them as a married mother of two? Did you experience them as a blue collar worker? Did you experience them as a, you know, black woman who is the rich auntie or did you experience as it did you experience it as a black man that's like six nine and 275 pounds you know i mean we're all gonna have different experiences and to your point when i look at something if i don't see me i don't see why i am rushing to give my money also because when i get there now i'm looking the same thing you said. I want to see more people and interact with more people outside of just my service people. I love all the service people. I don't care what you look like. However, it feels a way when you get there and those are the only people that you relate to. You know, that's something that I am wondering what it was like for you in 2000. Because it's even from now in the 2024 things to the 2017 of things, there's a difference. What have you seen change in the industry? You know what? It's crazy. So I started my career with a travel wholesale company. And one of the things that I look at- What is that? Travel wholesale company. So basically when you call a travel agent and you say you want to go to Hawaii or Thailand or whatever, they're not calling every airline, every hotel. We go to suppliers that have put those packages kind of together for us. And then hmm. they sell them to us and we sell them to you. So like we a call lot. it a travel wholesale. It's, it's actually really simple. That's And, and most people think like um, when they use Expedia or, you mm-hmm. know, Booking.com or something like that, that they're not using a travel agent. They are travel agents. They're just online travel agents. So, so um, they would be a wholesale travel company? So Expedia does have a portion that travel agents can purchase from if you wanted to. There's oh. there's some people who use it's called Expedia Tap, I think it is. I don't use that one. But okay. there's other companies like most people see like the Apple Vacations name or if you've seen Funjet or Class Delta Vacations is a wholesale company. Um okay. Southwest Vacations. So travel agents can also buy that and sell that package to you. The difference between buying it direct and buying through a travel agent is we have a better relationship with those wholesalers because we're giving them all of our business or a majority of our business versus you giving them one booking. 
So okay. we have people behind the scenes that we can call if we have issues or problems or anything like that to kind of help things get fixed versus you mm-hmm. sitting on hold for six hours. And, right. you know, you may get somebody that can talk English. You may not. You may get mm-hmm. somebody who knows what they're doing. You may not. You know, right. so just those those type of things. So. I started out my first, one of my first jobs was with a travel wholesale company and we had a call center in Atlanta and Mm -hmm. most of our people on our phones were people of color, but all of the people in management were not. So I think it was in our Atlanta office, it was me and our call center manager were black. I was the, I was the human resources manager at the time. So, um, it was just interesting to see that. And then we had two call center managers. We had the smallest call center, but we had okay. two call center managers in Atlanta. But all of the other call centers only had one. And it was a white person, but they mm-hmm. were over. But they didn't feel like it kind of gave the sense of, oh, they didn't feel like the black lady could do it on her own. So we okay. had to have two call center managers there. <laughs> Even though we were like the smallest. So it was, it's just little stuff like that. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, just small stuff that they kind of just like slide in. That's shady work. I'm, that's, that's, <laughs> I would be so big mad. Like I'd be pissed. You yeah. want to run me my check? Right. But I'd be right. pissed. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So it's just little small stuff like that. I noticed that when, we go to a lot of the events and I noticed this even once I started my own agency in 2010, because I was going to events for like top sellers and, you know, award shows mm-hmm. and things like that. I would be one of like five or six black people. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, you know, I had to, you know, I always laugh because my daughter, when she was younger, she could tell when I was on a work phone call or a, you know, personal phone call. Cause she's like, mm-hmm. mommy, you have on your, work your voice. voice. Yeah. So you I, know, know. It was I was just talking to somebody about that (laughs) it was always going to you know going to these events and having to make sure i put my work voice on and you know Mm -hmm. they can dance on top of the table but Miranda, you better Mm -hmm. sit down and act like you got some sense so that's just like the different kind of stuff and you still kind of see it even now when you when Mm -hmm. you go um to events but in 2000 it really was not very many black agents like out there actually selling and being at, at events it, we're, we're getting a whole lot better now mm-hmm. and starting to see more visibility but back then there, there there weren't very many of us out and about so what else has your trajectory looked like so you worked at the wholesale then you start like so right after that you started your agency what made you want to start your own agency and what did, did that look so, like so our company actually went through um a transition where they got bought out by a larger company and so okay. just a lot of things changed and I kind of used that as an opportunity to, you know, start my own business. I told my husband, I was like, hey, give me six months and let me see what this travel agent thing is going to do. And that was 10 years ago now. So super glad that. Oh, thank you. A long congratulations. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I just started my own agency and I will tell you in the beginning, I was just by myself. Like, um, I didn't have like a network of friends and I went to an event and I kind of saw a couple of other people that looked like me and just started Mm -hmm. networking with them and trying to, you know, a lot of groups popped up on social media at that time. Uh, Facebook groups became really popular. So it was able, you know, to meet, to meet people. And that's actually how I met my business partner. Her name is Shantae Harrison, um, out of South Carolina. We met in a Facebook group. (laughs) we met in a uh, Facebook group back in 2018 and just started Mm -hmm. bouncing ideas off of each other. And we, you know, now we form this, this organization to help other people feel more included. Um, And we can just see, we can just see a difference in how it's helping people, you know, just grow their business, develop their business, Mm -hmm. feel in an environment where they feel more comfortable. Cause sometimes when you're in a room and it's only three or four of you, or you're only in there, by yourself uh it's kind of in- intimidating luckily i went to a pwi so i'm used to being mm-hmm. one of only a couple in the room so it's you know Dang it's kind of second nature <laughs> for me but you know everybody doesn't have that experience right so yeah yeah or not everybody shines in those yeah. ex- those situations it can be a lot more intimidating to speak your voice or to give your opinion when you are feeling as if same thing with um 
with traveling. Like, why would I want to go here if I don't feel like I'm going to be welcomed? I don't necessarily want to share this gold idea if I don't feel like you're going to hear it. Or you may not even get the nuance. You know what I mean? It's just like what is interesting to me may not necessarily be interesting to you. So you've got your business and then the organization, right? You've got a travel agency. And then so what do the two separate things look like? Yeah, so my travel agent is just literally, travel agency is just literally me booking travel for people. I do a lot of destination weddings. I do group trips. So I'll put together um, a trip to South Africa and just Mm kind of put it out on my website, promote it to my email list and have people. Say it again. You do honeymoons? I do. (laughs) Mental noting. Okay, just mental noting. I do. So, um, so yeah, so I just, that is kind of selling travel. The The association is becoming my new love because I'm actually getting to help people. I meet a lot of agents. We have a network now of about 1,500 agents across the country. Wow. So Congratulations to that. Thank you. It's been crazy um, just the amount of support and things that we've gotten from people in the industry as well as our agents. And we have like our own annual conference. We do training and not just the training on teaching somebody how to sell a a Royal Caribbean cruise or Virgin Voyages cruise or something like that. But we're actually teaching people how to run their businesses. So we okay. do, we just had somebody who taught us about how to use AI to help your business grow. We have an accountant coming on to talk about different things with, you know, running your business as a business owner, tax things, yeah. retirement planning, because we're all self-employed, like all that kind of stuff. That's a good point. To help people like do the business out of it. Because everybody thinks travel and they think, oh, it's fun. You get to go all these yeah. places. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's a business. So you got, if you have employees underneath you, you got to figure out W-2s and 1099s and, you know, all that yep. stuff. So that's what our organization kind of helps us do. And then with our annual conference, we're able to help people really just feel more comfortable because we get in a room and it's really like so many suppliers have told us, I'm so excited to be in this room because in all my years of travel, I've never been at a conference where I'm talking to a hundred black agents. So it's just giving us that space to Mm -hmm. do something. And then, you know, I can turn my work voice off for a couple hours. (laughs) I would say the power also, because when you can prove that, no, there is interest. We are just the agents, the agents. We represent a large demographic of people who are interested in spending money. And at that point, they, they can't just play in your face. You know what I mean? Exactly. At least I would hope that they can't play and in your face. Been, you would. Yeah, that's been ahead. one of our biggest things is just trying to quantify the amount of spend that comes mm-hmm. from black travel agents to all these different suppliers that I was talking about, you know, just all the different cruise lines and the different wholesalers and all of that. Just we're trying because before ABTP, there wasn't really an organization that was doing that, that was coming Mm -hmm. together to say, like, I just had a meeting with somebody and she pulled, you know, some numbers for our organization. And she's like, just with the, the, the couple of people that you gave me, you guys are like three, four million dollar account. So now wow. that's a different conversation than, yeah. oh, this was just Absolutely. some people that got together to meet, you know, last week. So, mm-hmm. you know, so that is that that is one of the great things that we're able to do is to help that. So that's the organization side is totally different than me selling travel. It's me selling travel is being able to help those other agents grow and develop their business through, you know, the stuff that me and Shantae yeah. have just learned. We like to tell people we don't know everything, but everything that we know we're willing to share with people. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like there's, there's, there's money out here for everybody. So, wow. you know, let's yeah. share. <laughs> and thank you for sharing. So <laughs> for the people who may not be familiar or may not have the experience, what exactly does a travel agent do for you that you can't do for yourself? Cause I feel like there's a large understanding of, well, not a large understanding, but there's a fair assumption of what a travel agent may do, but what can a travel agent do for you that you can't do for yourself? So just going back to what I said earlier about the wholesale um, aspect and that relationship, we have a larger buying power because we're buying more volume. So with that comes like special discounts that we're able to get. There's, um, you know, we know people like I know my salesperson for some of the top resorts that I sell. So I can call him, shoot him a text and say, hey, you know, somebody's coming down. And, you know, I want them to get an upgrade if it's available or I want them to, you know, have a special delivery of, you know, champagne and strawberries or something in their room. So we can do stuff like that. And the biggest thing is just being that advocate when something goes wrong. So 2020, it was 
You can imagine. Everything went wrong. <laughs> you can it imagine, all went wrong. Like, yeah, I was working hard. Uh, everything <laughs> went wrong in 2020. So just having that agent to be able to, I mean, we were literally on hold. Like I had two phones going mm. on my desk. I had my cell phone for another call. And because our whole times were like eight or nine hours. So right. most people didn't have eight or nine hours to be on the phone to get their stuff fixed. But I was holding eight or nine hours. And now, okay, I got somebody. I got 20 people that need, you know, oh, good point. So, yeah. you know, so that was the thing we were able to just get things done. So I always tell people to use a travel agent, even when you're buying, like if you go and buy a carnival cruise directly, you're still paying a commission. You're paying it to travel to, to carnival. If you mm-hmm. use a travel agent, you're helping a small business owner as well. Because mm-hmm. now Carnival is going to give that commission to them. And I tell people, we have we have on the ABTP website, we have a place where you can go and find Black travel agents in your area. You put in your zip code so that you can make sure you're working with somebody um, that you can kind of trust. And there's people that we know and, you know, that kind of thing on our, on our website. So um, travel agents just really help you when you have issues and problems and they can help you decide, like, what resort is best because all five star resorts are not Mm-mm. all five star resorts. No, like it's they not. You know, it's different. <laughs> it's different. Do you guys you know? also work with like Airbnbs and like VRBOs and stuff like that? So most travel agents do not there are some that do. I don't because okay. we don't you know the whole idea is to make commissions off of everything. And mm-hmm. rather than charge you the commission, I'd rather get it from somebody that pays me. So mm-hmm. we can book a Carnival cruise for you and Carnival's going to pay me the commission and it's not going to cost you anything different. The same price that you okay. see on their website is the same price I'm going to charge you. Versus really? Airbnb, Airbnb doesn't pay any commission. So now in order for me to look that up, I may have to charge you a planning fee. Okay. So now it's like, okay, why mm-hmm. would I use a travel agent to do that? I could just keep looking it up myself. Right. So, so yeah. what if you don't so for somebody that just wanted to say, go to Puerto Rico, I have no desire to do like a bunch of different um, activities and stuff. I'm doing like a rest and relax kind of thing, right? What, is that something that you would go to a travel agent? Because yeah, in my mind, absolutely. you're just doing a flight and some place to stay. Like, I don't want to leave. I just want to stay on whatever. Yeah, and I mean, we do that a lot, especially like going, you know, to all-inclusive resorts. I have people that don't leave a resort for seven days. But it's yeah. about choosing a place that's going to be the resort that you can stay at for seven days. You know, like, right. it's not, because, yeah, even though you want to rest and relax, you may decide, okay, you know what? I do want to go to the bar and have a martini and listen to the piano play or, you know, mm-hmm. have some music play for a little bit or something. So we're going to help you find that resort that's right. So most travel agents um, have experience with those resorts. We take things like fam trips to go down where we actually go see resorts. I personally don't sell anything that I haven't seen before. Okay. So um, that way I can tell people like, hey, you're going to go here. This is what they got on the breakfast buffet. At six o'clock, they're going to do this. You know, they're going to have a bubble party. You know, just all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And that's what kind of helps keep people, one, coming back. I have clients that people li- literally, I just took 26 people to South Africa. And I promise you, probably only about four of them knew where they were staying. Before we left oh, to wow. go to South Africa, because it was like V said, "This is where we're going." I sent her my money, and I'm good. Cool. So, They're like, cool, cool, cool. Remind right. me, I'm leaving. <laughs> That's it. Right. Exactly. And so, and I tell people a lot of times, all you have to do is pay and pack, because we're yeah. gonna make sure you have that. So even in that relaxation, you know, you don't have to hail down a taxi when you get there. Your travel agent is gonna set up your transportation, mm-hmm. so you somebody standing there with a sign with your name on it. So it kind of makes you feel like the rich auntie. Even though you may not be like, oh, look, my it's funny. My daughter, she's been traveling her whole life because I've been in the travel industry, but she still gets excited when the sign says her name on it instead of mine. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> like, y'all see me? Right. Don't worry about where I was sitting. Like, this is where I'm going now. <laughs> so, yeah. So those are all the little perks that, that travel agents do. And then we can do like, you know, sometimes people call me and say they want to do like a 50th birthday party. And one mm-hmm. of my things to them is you want to go for free? Oh, and they like yeah, because you're getting a bunch of people. So then we're talking about we're talking about that. So that they're gonna tell their friend like, "Hey, is your birthday coming up? Call for mm-hmm. because I want you know I want for free for my you know that kind of thing." So right, right, right. Those are all the different things that travel agents can kind of help you with. 
Yes. So for someone that's never used a travel agent before, is there a type of travel that you would suggest may be like um, a good entry level? Or is there even, are there levels to working with like a travel agent, especially if it's just say, let's just say like a solo traveler versus like a, a family of four, if you will. Um, yeah. Is, what does that look like? Yeah, I think, I think that regardless, you need to ask your travel agent questions because. Okay. You want to make sure that you're not just getting somebody that's picking pictures off the internet, like you're picking pictures off the internet. You want them to have experience in that destination. <laughs> so people will call me and ask me to go to like China or Japan. I have no idea how to book you to China or Japan. Now, if okay. you want me to help you like figure out a route to get there, I will do it to help you. But I know nothing about the hotels. I know nothing about the experience. So me doing that is not going to be valuable. So I would make sure that you're talking to a travel agent that has experience in the destination, especially when you get to, you know, the South Africa's, the Thailand's, the Dubai's, the, you know, the things that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of like that. Usually most agents can can fluff their way through like a, a all inclusive in Cancun or Jamaica or yeah. something like that or a cruise line. You can, you can kind of fluff your yeah. way through that for the most part. But when you're starting to get detailed itineraries, you want to know that, yeah. you know, I, I, I want to know that my travel agent booked me to fly from Johannesburg to Cape Town because it's a 12 hour drive versus an hour mm. and a half flight, you know? Okay. So that, that kind of thing is the stuff that you need to make sure. So I would just ask those questions and any agent um, that, that is really worth their, you know, their salt in the industry, they're willing to mm -hmm. ask those questions. And I would just be honest, like, Hey, have you ever been, do you know what you're doing? You know, right. just make sure you're finding somebody that fits your personality. And an agent would rather you tell them, okay, I don't think we're a good fit than for you to string them along for three months while you're still talking to somebody else. Because we're all pulling from the same inventory. We're all pulling, yeah. you know, we're all working with the same wholesalers and all of that stuff. So the price, it may be like $10, $15 difference or something like that, but it's about mm -hmm. our time. So yeah. you want to make sure that you're not like wasting their time. But if you ask those questions, I think, you know, and then, I, you know, some agents do charge a fee. Like I talked about when you get to those itineraries like the South Africa's and stuff mm -hmm. like that, they take a lot of time to put together. Yeah. And so somebody may tell you that they have a $200 planning fee or whatever that's non-refundable. Just kind of think about the time that it's going to take them to put that together. Absolutely. You just say, oh, no, I want to do that because you can't talk to. And I mean, I know we don't go to school for forever, but we do put a lot of time and money into what we do. Like I just took a trip to Thailand. That was on my own dime to learn mm -hmm. about Thailand to be able to sell. So for me to tell somebody it's a hundred dollar or $150 planning fee, I've already invested that in me, but you can't talk to, you know, your doctor without a copay. You don't talk to right. an attorney without a retainer. So it kind of works the same way. Cause you're trying to get their knowledge. Cause what happens is sometimes people will, I'm sorry, people will go get ahead. their knowledge and then go book it themselves. And then you get nothing from it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, 10 years ago, I'd have laughed in your face if you told me $150 a book. I'd, I would have absolutely laughed. Absolutely. I'm like, cool story. Not for me. That's a fair <laughs> price. That's actually a low price, especially depending on where you are going. Absolutely. There is so much freaking effort put into it. And that's why I don't book trips for people. When somebody asks, oh, can you help me? No, actually, I can't. I can um, send you a link to an episode I may have recorded, or you can ask me questions. You can always ask me questions, and I will give you my best answer or refer you to someone who can answer or hopefully someone that can answer. But I'm not doing it for you because, baby, right. I don't really want to do it for myself. So right. you said $200, and I said, okay, you can have $200. <laughs> I don't want to do it because I've gotten to the point where I've planned enough to realize this ain't for the faint of heart, especially right. when it comes down to making concessions or making different kind of, um, all right, well, I want to plant perfect example. I love, I have well, long sleeves. I have a travel sleeve. So every once in a while I'll stumble into a tattoo spot and I'll just get the tattoo. But for the most part, I kind of know when I have an idea. So when I go someplace, I'll have it in my head that I want to get a tattoo. Yeah. Not getting a tattoo 
in a sunny, tropical place where you intend to be in anybody's water on the first day. That is just a surefire way to ruin the ink and just have a miserable fucking time. So you got to plan for that to be at the end. Trying to navigate, trying to do all the water activities that you want to do. Make sure that you have enough time to get the ink done. But then what are you trying to do with your last day? What time does the flight happen? There are a lot of things that when you think about what you want to do, it, you may not always think of the things that you have to move around to accommodate for like that one little thing that you may have like on your mind to get done. You have mentioned like school. Is there a travel agent school? There is not. There used, well, let me take that back. There are several companies that teach classes. There's not okay. per se a school. There's a travel institute that has classes. What most people do when they want to get in the travel industry is join a host agency. Um, and host agencies have all of the licenses and the credentials and things like that. So travel legacy is like a host agency. So I have agents that work underneath me. So they okay. don't have to necessarily go to school or anything, but I have training courses that they have to go through. And okay. so before they can start selling, Hey, I want you want to make sure you know this. I want to make sure you know that. And then they're able to sell. And then they have me as a resource to do that. So um, a host agency route is the route that most people go through and they, the, the fees just vary. Some host agencies charge no upfront fees. Some charge monthly fees. It's just a mm -hmm. matter again of finding, you know, the right fit for you, for you. Yeah. So what does that look like if somebody wanted to be a travel agent? What does, what type of like preparation or even experience would that requ uh, require? Um, definitely. I think a little bit of travel experience, even if it's just to like a couple of destinations, you don't have to have gone to like 30, 40 countries to be a travel mm -hmm. agent. But, you know, I tell people to have some travel experience just so you know, you know, that airport codes are three, you know, three characters, you know, just, just little things like yeah. that to be able to know geography and know like, you know, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but I had somebody, we flew all the way to South Africa. And we got there and the person, this was a client, not a travel agent, but she asked me if we were near Los Cabos. And I was like, Los Cabos, Mexico? And, you know, I couldn't laugh. I couldn't laugh because she was dead serious and she didn't know what she didn't know. She's <laughs> So I couldn't laugh, but it was like, no, we just flew 18 hours to get here. Cabo sure not. <laughs> we're, not, we're not near it. So just we heard south and it was all the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> so just having like a basic idea of geography. And I usually tell people too to have an idea of like what you want to sell. Yeah, and then sure. just make time for it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, luckily I'm fortunate enough to be able to travel. I'm I'm going somewhere at least once a month, if not more. And but most people they they don't get to take vacations that often. They're only right. taking one vacation a year, if that, some every two or three years, you know, just depending mm -hmm. on life and finances and things like that. And so if you're going to get into this career, I just ask people to be serious about it, because mm -hmm. the last thing you want is somebody to say, like, we've been saving all year. You know, I just, like I said, yeah. I took that big group to South Africa for Christmas. People took their kids with them. So this was a big thing that, you know, they spent thousands mm -hmm. and thousands of dollars. And yeah. if we had gotten there and it was, you know, I, we were on safari, so bugs Fire were crawling on us. But when it wasn't supposed to be no bugs, if it was bugs, yeah. buses didn't pick us up. They like, you know what? So you just want to make sure that if you want to get into this, that you actually take it serious because you're dealing with people's money. Um, right. And I try to treat my clients' money like it's my own. Like if somebody calls me and say they found something online and it's a resort that I don't think it's worth the money. I tell them, like, look, we're mm -hmm. not going to do that. We're going we okay. to go here. We're going to do this. <laughs> we can figure this out. And so even even with clients that have the money, like I have some ex-NFL players that are clients and, and things like that. But even with their money, I'll be like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Not under my name. Right. <laughs> you ain't about to say I referred you here. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I just I just always ask people, make sure you take time to do it because it does it does take time because putting it together could take you a couple hours. You gotta go back and forth with them. You know, and people want you to answer the phone because if I, yeah. I if I didn't get you twelve thousand dollars to go across the water and you don't ever answer the phone That's a it, problem. It's a problem. <laughs> you gonna see me next. Like at that right. point it's just like I might have to pull up. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. You know, I, mean, I spent time. I worked hard exactly. today. And, it, and it's about building your reputation. I remember years ago, one of my clients called, I had a group with Southwest Airlines and they got a new agent at Southwest 
and the agent told them their ticket wasn't paid for. And she argued, she was like, no, Veranda paid for my ticket. I know that. You need to look this up and get somebody else on the phone because she paid. Like, that's mm-hmm. the kind of confidence that I want my clients to have. Like, no, I know I'm calling Southwest. Right. You're making a mistake because Veranda don't play with my money. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yeah. What types of things do you think that a, I don't want to say solo travel, but like a per someone that books their own travel, what kind of things do you think that we miss out on that, an agent is going to pick up on us. Cause I, there's one thing, cause I understand nuance, right? If I'm going for, if I'm taking my partner to, I won't say we go every year, but I personally love Montreal, love it down, but I'm in New York. So we'll drive it. Right. But I don't remember where it was that we were, but I kind of wanted to do something like, Oh, what if I call them and tell them like, it's our anniversary. It's one thing to call a restaurant and be like, yeah, we're celebrating our anniversary. And then shoots and fireworks, they do whatever their spiel is. But I get that the nuance is there for like those kind of things. But in terms of like little simple things or what seem to be simple to you guys, but that to travelers, the booking it ourselves that we generally miss. Is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah. So I, I will tell you, I told you, I just got back from Thailand and my, my, I have to tell you the joke first. My husband always says that my clients have the best travel agent ever. He has the worst travel agent because we never <laughs> okay. have time to plan our own stuff. So it's usually like, I'm booking our hotel as we on the way to the airport or something crazy. Like that drives him crazy because he's an engineer. He's a planner. But me, I'm like, oh, it's going to be fine. The rooms ain't sold out. If so, we'll move down the street. But it's planning that we just got back from Thailand. Our flight landed on February 3rd at midnight at like 1220. So by the time we got through customs, got to the airport, it's two o'clock in the morning on February 3rd. Our hotel was booked to check in February 3rd. But February 3rd check-in is after 3 p.m. So now yeah. it's 3 a.m. after we done flew 26 hours. And we got sitting in the lobby for 12 hours because we messed up our own reservation. I never would have yeah. done that with a client because I would have double-checked, checked like, right. wait a minute, this is really the night of the second. Let me make sure they have a room to check in. Mm-hmm. So it's just those little things that we're always looking out for. We're making sure like we're calling the hotel, even when we made those reservations through wholesale, I'm still calling the hotel to make sure, okay, this really, there's a reservation for John Smith here. They're coming at two right. o'clock. They'll be there. You know, just all those little things that we check that most people don't think about, but that, that big, that's a big one. Cause you know, you made your reservation for February 3rd. I got there February 3rd, but not thinking about, yeah. you know, just little, little things like that, that we, um, that we take care of. We know distances between hotels and airports and mm-hmm. just all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff that, you know, they may say it takes, you know, people look at, um, the distance, like they may put 15 miles is your distance. Well, 15 miles, City in miles and rural miles and yeah, yeah. mountain miles, miles in Thailand is an hour and 45 minute drive. So I'm telling you, you, you see 15 minutes, 15 miles and think, oh, I'm going to be like 15, 20 minutes from the airport. No, you're yeah, we're not in Dallas. <laughs> that's like, that's like 10 miles, 15 miles in Dallas is not 15 miles in New York. No, that's, 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 that's nine day. It's nine day. Yeah, <laughs> you so, pack some snacks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So just having all those little things to, to think about. And then people think, oh, I can just jump in a taxi, especially when you have first time travelers. Oh, I can just jump in a taxi. Well, now that taxi is a hundred dollars because you know it's that was that me little... in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, that, that so, was yeah, me so in it's Barcelona. All those little things that you know as a tra- if you really know the destinations that you're selling, and yeah. that's that's where it goes back to making sure you find somebody that knows that. Your story reminded me of my Norway trip. I thankfully had a gem of an Airbnb host because I came in. I'd say, I don't even know. Let's just say nine o'clock at night. I did not know what their bus system was like. Cause in my mind, I'm just like, well, all right. If the buses don't run or, you know, trains, they weren't, I'll just take a taxi. No big deal. Thankfully she said, so I'm going to pick you up because there is nothing running. Um, she also was like, so we're going to stop at the supermarket because on Sundays, we don't have a lot of businesses in this area open. So there's really not going to be anywhere for you to go get anything to eat or it's, it's going to be a little difficult. So just swing by, take your time. 
never would have thought of that. A lot of local norms you may not be familiar with. And somebody that's been there or someone that is taking the time to ask the questions or just even knows to ask certain questions that you're not thinking about. Because you're thinking about paying. You're thinking about getting your time off from work. You're thinking about who's going to water the plants, who's watching your dog, who's watching your kids, or all the little things that you're thinking about when you're planning a trip. And until you, like, have all the wheels oiled and you kind of made the mistakes, like me, <laughs> present, you don't have to. Like, I wanted to, I don't know when I did it, but one of the attack or something I had was learn from my mistakes so you don't have to suffer. It's just like, you don't even have to go about it that route. You could just pay somebody to do the problem for you. And it's especially when you're saying the price is basically the same for certain things. Is there ever a situation where the price like wouldn't be the same? Very rarely. I mean, usually we can get anything. If it, if it's if it's apples to apples, they usually price okay. match with a travel agent because they want us to come back and they know that if we, you know, if you kind of outprice us, then we're not coming back to 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 use you again. So um, pretty much we can usually get apples to apples. Yeah. I got a good one for you. So what if somebody finds like the frame of a trip, if you will? You've got an idea, you know, the general area, you know, like what you want to do, right? And say you even say, I want to fly this airline on this day. I'm flexible with timing or I want to stay in this area. I'm looking at this hotel. If I were to find what my trip would be and kind of present you with my itinerary, is that something that you could now match or not match, but find a better price for so that I could book through you and pay less? So it just depends on the destination. Sometimes we can get better prices. I usually tell people that you're booking with a travel agent to help to get their knowledge more so okay. than price. Because if somebody calls mm-hmm. me and says, can you match my price? Depending on how I'm feeling that day, most days I'll be like, no, you should go ahead and go. Because yeah. I don't want you to miss out. <laughs> okay. Fair. Um, but but um, it just depends on, you know, if it's a destination, usually if it's like Europe or something like that, that's really hard to price match because it's not, the margin in there is not that big of a deal. Okay. Um, but it could be if you were, you know, going somewhere in the Caribbean and you knew where you wanted to stay and knew all those activities. If I have a group already going, maybe I mm-hmm. can give you, you know, some extra perks or something to do that. So okay. it really just depends on, on the destination. But I have clients that, that do that. I have one client that is it's so funny. I mean, I love him to death. He's one of my top clients, but he literally, he takes a lot of cruises. He literally goes on the cruise website picks out which cabin he wants, everything, and then emails me and say, can you book this for me? <laughs> so basically it works for a cruise, not right, a Euro right. vacation. Right, okay. right, 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 right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what was your early travel like that got you into the travel agent? Like what sparked your interest or your curiosity? You know what? I always tell people my mom was a nomad. So I, I grew up in Chicago. Um, shout out to the West Side of Chicago. But um, I'm from hey, the West Side of Chicago and... Um, <laughs> And it was crazy because in my neighborhood, there weren't a lot of us traveling, but my mom was one of those people that would get in the car and drive us somewhere. I took my first airplane ride to Seattle when I was like nine years old. And then my dad was military. So I lived in Germany and got to travel around Europe and all that stuff. So I've always been like, let's go. Like that's been my, my love language is like, take me on a trip. I don't need a fancy bag. I don't need all that kind of stuff. Like, Let's go somewhere. Let's see something and experience something. And that's what really made me want to do travel. I always tell people, I took my daughter to Paris for the first time when she was eight years old. And she still talks about that trip. We have memories. We we, we didn't know the buses stopped running. So me and her got stuck somewhere at like one o'clock in the morning. I was like, don't tell your daddy. You know, so we have... <laughs> We, have we were already those, in the bed. <laughs> right, right. We still have all those memories that we talk about. But if you ask her what she got for Christmas when she was eight, she can't remember. And right. so that was kind of like my yeah. go-to for travel legacy was like build that kind of legacy with your people. Build those memories instead of things. And so yeah. I started out, um, I knew a club promoter in Chicago who had like thousands of followers 10 years ago, 15 years ago, before, you know, it was popular to have all those followers. Right. <laughs> I kind of just got the idea one day, like, you know what? These people spend 
like $300, $350 on a bottle in the club for the weekend. What if we can put together a trip where they can spend three or $400 for the whole weekend, but now we in Mexico. And we started, I called him and he, he, he was funny because he's all about his, all about the bottom line. So I called him and I was like, Hey, if we put this trip together, do you think you can get some people to go? And he was like, can we make some money? And I was like, yeah, we can make money. And we literally, yeah. yeah, we've literally been doing this trip now. This will be our 15th year doing wow. this trip. And we take a hundred plus people. We've been all over the world together. And it's just taking that, like we have people on that trip that had never been on a plane before as 30, 40 year olds that wow. go with us every year now. Like, okay, where are we going? Where are we going? Like yeah. while we're on the trip this year, they're going to be asking me where we're going next year because that's what they look forward to. And that's what really gives me joy just to have people experience those destinations for the first time and to see that, okay, wait a minute, I was spending $300 on the bottle. Now I'm sitting on the beach drinking all I can for, mm-hmm. you know, Right. This makes more better tequila at that, baby. (laughs) Unmatched, unrivaled. The tequila and the mezcal. Lord, yes, yes. So that that's kind of been like what was my transition into it, and just now people were like, okay. And then because we were with a group, people were less afraid to go because yeah, uh, we built we built a community of you know our travelers. We didn't all know each other when we went mm-hmm. so you know people were like oh okay it's not that bad like i don't you know we yeah. made an environment where it was like hey if you see us over here even though you don't know us come over here and talk Hold if up. we said yeah. we're going to the room you come into the room too you know it wasn't a situation where like well no her don't come over here you know yeah and so because of that they've told their friends and the group has just grown like crazy we don't have all the, always the same we have our little core group of people that come mm-hmm. every year but every year we're also getting new people they're like, well, such and such told me, and I'm not missing the trip this year. Y'all not leaving me, you know. So that's just been really, really great to to see. That's that reminds me of the um on the bus trips they used to do because I'm in New York, so we would go to the Poconos. I never went, and for me, for me, because some of y'all may be uh tuned in, but for me, the trips that were coming my direction wasn't wasn't my crowd like so i'm like yeah you i've seen you around don't want to be stuck in the poconos with you but it was it to your point y'all were ahead of the game y'all were ahead of the game because it was the same people that was always in the club spending the 300 dollars on the bottles that were the ones oh yeah i gotta i gotta um we're going to trip to the poconos cool story baby not gonna be there (laughs) no but it's like word like you are going to drop the same amount of money you could even spend less in a lot of situations be there longer and have a better freaking time do you have any travel experiences that you can remember or that you would care to share that kind of the question is in my head is just make putting it in words for you like experiences that guide certain general practices for you in your planning for other people. Like, for example, I know that if I'm going to go somewhere, I will tell someone your best bet is to always spend a couple extra dollars and stay in the area of what it is you want to do. You're not saving yourself any money. You're not saving yourself anything, honestly, by saving big air quotes here by saving the money and staying someplace cheaper. If everything you're going to do is going to be someplace else, that is your time for one, but also a lot of times your money, that $90, that hundred dollar cab from the airport. You thought you were saving money by staying someplace further out, but now you're just spending it in other ways. Do you have any experiences or any um, comments from past experiences that you've been through that you generally use in terms of helping your clients also, or even your agents. Yeah, definitely along the lines of what you're saying, you know, most of, most of the times with trips, if if people plan it out far enough, we can put it on hold with like a low deposit. And then most of their final payments aren't due until about 45 days before we travel. So I have people who will plan their trip 11 months out. 
And, you know, they'll see a resort online and, it, you know, they may say, oh, I saw this on TikTok or I saw this on IG and I want to go here. And then I start asking them questions like, well, what do you drink when you're at home? Oh, I, I like Don Julio when I'm at home. OK, well, they don't have Don Julio there. So are you going to be OK <laughs> on vacation drinking tequila? Just a bottle that say, you know, yeah. tequila. <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, not really. Or, you know. What you know, those type of questions like asking people that, and, and generally, it's like you said, it's like $150, $200 difference. Yeah. Um, I, I heard a, a story where somebody they went to like a cheaper resort, they were you know trying to save money for their birthday, they went to a cheaper resort, but then they took everybody off of the all inclusive resort to a restaurant off site where people had to spend like $100, $140 to eat dinner. You could have stayed at a nicer resort had a semi-private dinner because that's what we had at the re restaurant. We weren't private. You could have had a semi-private dinner at one of their a la carte restaurants and never had your guests yeah. leave the resort. So, or spend that extra money. Or spend that you could have spent money. less to spend just all exactly. the all-inclusive package for the day. Yeah, so those those type of experiences I tell people, and, and it's really about, one of the great things about being a travel agent that the agent should be doing is just qualifying those clients to find out what they are and then managing those expectations. Because if you come to me and say, all I got is $700, so Brandon, I'm going to have to drink Long Island tea, Long Island iced tea to get that hit because they ain't got no Hennessy. Yeah. Then, you know, that's, and I know I keep giving these liquor analogies. I don't even drink like that. They work. <laughs> <laughs> but those are important things to people when they're on vacation. Yeah. And food, like nobody wants to eat at a yeah. buffet. Yeah, nobody wants to eat at a buffet five days. Like, can no. I, you know, even if it's make me a burger and some fries or a grimmer piece of chicken that didn't come mm -hmm. off the buffet line, you know, that kind of thing is what, you know, you just really want to help people. So we we try to just do that. So I would think those kind of little nuances are what I would mm -hmm. say, you know, help people with their trip and the, those travel experiences that get people you know, one, and then some destinations aren't for everybody too. Yeah. So people yeah. will have in their mind that they want to go to, you know, they want to go to Dubai, but you, you want to get drunk all the time. That that's probably not the destination. Like you can, you can, but it may not be the destination that you want. Cause it's not a yeah. while and that's certain situations that can be but you know what i'm trying to say so mm -hmm. it just it's just a i just i just had one of my one of my clients is kind of crazy and she was like yep nope i ain't going nowhere where if my husband get on my nerves i can't cuss him out on the spot yeah no <laughs> yeah you gotta know yourself that's all <laughs> right and that's what she said she was like nope because they had me up in dubai jail. i was like you know what you're probably right we gonna we gonna yeah save let's save both of us that stress <laughs> So, yeah, so just those different things and really just, you know, telling people what. The, and I think that's why it's so important for me to experience that. I had no idea what Thailand was like until I just mm -hmm. went over there. And now I have like a little bit of a grasp. Still don't know everything, obviously, from one trip. But at least I can give them the basics to kind of. You have a point of reference. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those are those are like some of the experiences I think kind of help people. Okay. So where can people find you to book a trip with you? And then where can people find you if they are interested in being a travel agent? Yeah. So those two are the same. That is um, at Travel Legacy. Uh, TravelLegacyVacations.com is my website. I'm also on um, Facebook and IG. It's just Brenda Atkins. So simple to find there. And then I would say for people who are interested in getting into the travel industry too, um, definitely look into Association of Black Travel Professionals because we have some great training programs and things like that for people. So I mm -hmm. think that's a good entree um, as well. All right. Miranda, yeah. thank you so, so much for joining me. Those links will obviously be in the description box, folks. Um, is there any closing sentiment that you would like to leave with the people? Um, I always try to tell people, say the... Um, Take the trip. You can you can save the money. You can do all of that stuff, but build the experience. Take the trip. Get a new experience. It's just it just it's just so eye opening to go yeah. to a different country and learn about their culture. And then also take your kids. So many people don't want to take their kids on vacation. 
But I think it's great to take the kid. My daughter has the travel book because she's been, it's so funny because her, her friends don't have the money. She don't have the money to go either. But her <laughs> friends don't have the money to go either. She wants to travel like she travels with me. And I'm like, look, you can't get that room. You got to get this room. But it's because mm-hmm. she's been traveling. And I just think it's just given her a different sense of like the world. And it's just opened her up to being able to talk to people and do things. And I think that's what travel does for everybody. It's just... You know, so I always say, take that trip. You, money's going to come and go. Okay, yes. so a lot. I have another question for you. Um, okay. So what is your, what about minors or like people that aren't adults? Is there like a certain age that um, obviously like you can't sign any binding contracts or legal agreements, but for example, if someone wanted to send, say their kid on a trip or um, if there was some, aspect of the trip where the parents and the kids were going to be doing separate things. Is that something that you guys navigate or are there any restrictions that you guys have when um, like young adults, if you will, not necessarily like a six-year-old per se, but like you've got 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds that may, like some people let their 17-year-old do like, you know, a year in Europe or like that. What do you call the thing that I never had? The break. Not the study abroad, the, um, there we go. <laughs> you want to send your baby out someplace. Is that something that you guys do? What are the... Yeah, I'm sure there's agents that specialize in that. One of the biggest things with doing um, like Mexico and Caribbean and most other places outside of the U.S., the legal drinking age is 18. So mm-hmm. I always tell people, you know, make sure that either one, you're going <laughs> to be okay baby. with them drinking or two, you know, Tell them that they can't drink and hopefully they're going to listen to you because everywhere else, right. you know, the legal drinking age is 18. So that's always a big thing when we're planning like student groups and family okay. vacations or whatever, because people are like, oh, no, JoJo don't drink. Yeah, because JoJo didn't have access to tequila all day. JoJo so- <laughs> don't drink around you. Right, it's you. Yeah, yeah. So there's different uh, things, and and there's there's places that specialize in like that student travel for gap years and stuff like that, so that they have all of the waivers and things like that for parents to sign to be able to do that. Yeah. And one thing that I just wanted to touch on before we head out, you had mentioned booking eleven months out and people like paying in small. So you one perk that I don't think we necessarily like specifically touched on is what sounds like the flexibility to play to pay over time correct yeah okay so yeah, what so does that, that usually look like for you guys yeah so it's usually it just it varies on whether it's an air and land package or just land package but you can typically just put down a low deposit and like i said it varies and then you're able to put your air in your hotel you know a lot of people just put stuff on credit cards and pay their credit card off but you right. may have interest or something with that with mm-hmm. using a travel agent on those payment plans like that, there's usually no interest or anything involved in it. So it's just a matter of paying. And as long as you meet, you know, your due date or whatever payment plan your travel agent has set for you, you can kind of put that trip off and pay, you know, pay it over time. So I think that would be a fine line for, um, and a nice alternative to um, things like Affirm and Afterpay, which I don't know that they um, report to your credit agencies or if they um, do interest or I'm not really familiar per se, but familiar, familiar to the extent that I have heard of them and I'm aware of what they do, but I've never used it. But there are trips per se that you may have in mind that are kind of in your grasp, but not really in your like they're in your reach but not in your grasp you know what i mean they close but they're not right there that would be something that i could see really being a worthwhile um uh booking with a travel agent for if you know that you've got the time to do it like a honeymoon that would be something that you say oh i would love like you know uh, a quiet town in the mountains kind of thing but let's can you also like slowly build on a trip like you can say all right well i want to add this and take my money for this and yeah, you can. And most of the most of the if it's doing like a, a individualized trip like you're talking about, like a honeymoon or something like that, as long as we get the framework like the hotel and the the flight on hold, we can okay. always add in tours literally almost up until the week yeah. of travel. So that's not something mm-hmm. that we have to if you have if you have something in mind that you want to do, that's not something that has to be paid for right now. Most of the stuff that we're holding is gonna be 
the flight in the hotel and I'll kind of give you a price. If you say, you know, I want to take out a private catamaran or we want to do a dinner on the beach or something like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just plan for it. It's going to be about $150. So you know that it's coming up. So that way you can, you can kind of plan for it, but you don't have to pay for it right now. And and talking about Afterpay and the firm is something that um, me and a couple agents were talking about a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I don't know that I want people to get in debt to travel. Like, you know, if, if, if something is just like that important that you have to go, like I get, you know, destination weddings and stuff like that and stuff Mm -hmm. comes up and you have to do it. But I'd rather work with my clients to be able to plan it far enough out to say, okay, look, we can do this and you can pay $150 a month, you know, to, to get to your goal instead of having to, you know, do something like that where you got a ding on your credit or something. Right, right, right. There was something else and it just floated away. I'll send an email if it comes back to me. Miranda, <laughs> okay. thank you so, so thank much so for joining much for me today. Me. I really, I did enjoy this conversation. I hope y'all got what you needed from it. I hope y'all got something you didn't know you needed from it. And I hope y'all will join us again next week over here at Travel and Shit. And it's been a pleasure to have you. And don't forget, travel is so much more than vacation. It is the experiences that you experience and the people that you meet, good folks. See y'all. Bye.